Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. All right, so this is now, or will now be, the third episode of the yet-to-be-released return of the podcast because I haven't released any of the episodes that we've done yet. Why? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This is just in case we change formats and you're like, you know what, we're not going to. We're not going to post any of this content. No, we'll we'll post them. I just, I've I've been busy. I haven't really had enough time to really think about it in the past few weeks. We've done them. They're edited. I just haven't posted them yet. I get it. Sometimes the uh, Christmas slash New Year's vacation ends up being less vacation, more busy work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it certainly, certainly does. But yeah, you'd you'd think uh, uploading stuff wouldn't take all that much effort, but it does. It does when you get out of the habit. (laughs) Yeah. Just like everything having to do with the podcast right now, it's a little bit more effort. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, folks, we are uh, back again. We're going to be talking about, uh, well, episode eight of Andor. Was it Narkino 5? Yeah. It's our title. Episode prison, eight. prison break, prison, prison break, well, pre- season one. Prepper, preparation uh-huh. to prison break. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering why we're so far behind, and we're not talking about the the now just now release of Bad Batch or the Tales of the Jedi or any of that stuff, well, we're gonna get to it eventually. No, I think what people are really, really worried about is the fact that we haven't talked about the little like five minute Grogu short. This is oh. travesty that we haven't reviewed that yet. Oh, what was <laughs> there? Was it what, was it Christmas or something? Uh it was a little bit before Christmas, I think. It was uh the Studio Ghibli and Star Wars collaboration, like just a little five minute animated short. Mm. I don't know why they did it unless they're actually planning on making a full length movie. Interesting. Or some kind of TV show or something. <laughs> Super Zen, though, bro. Super Zen. Oh, really? So, yeah. so Zen, huh? So Zen. <clears throat> so Zen. Not sure I even know what that means. You'll understand why I say that if you watch it. <laughs> it's just really tranquil, really relaxing little goofy clip. Again, I don't know why it's a thing. <laughs> Well, why is anything a thing? Because it can be, right? Just sure. like this podcast. Because when a company spends as much as Disney does, they can say, you know what? I want something tied in with Ghibli for no apparent reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> I guess so. And I don't want to spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Disney's going through their own, you know, p- pains, I guess now. We we just saw the uh, the little preview for the uh, another Ant-Man. Yeah. The third Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yay. Are they just like a continual pair does like the Wasp die eventually? Because do I don't even watch these <laughs> movies, and I would just love to not see the Wasp. And, and for anyone who's a Wasp fan, I really don't care enough. I'm just joking around. Don't mm. get all butt hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you sound super, super serious over there. Uh, I don't know enough about Ant Man or the Wasp to, to know anything. But if you keep going the trend that Disney's been, I know it'll be Ant Man who dies. So yeah. Disney can be all women. Yeah. Disney well, is female. <laughs> I mean, we got plenty of that in phase four already. Why not? Yeah, there really is. I mean, uh, you know, Black Panther is uh, who, who? Which one was Black Panther? Was, do you remember? Isn't it? Uh, 
Well, isn't it his little sister? Well, no, it isn't his little sister because she's still like the tech. See, you don't even know. You don't know what's even. Going I didn't watch on. that one. I did. I, 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 I didn't either. To be I have fair. watched nothing of Phase Four, so yeah, ne- neither neither have I. Um, I don't know if that's unfortunate or not. I haven't really heard anything uh, about any of it, really. I, I know that. Uh, uh, the guy who plays Superman, Henry uh, Cavill. Mm-hmm. He's out as Superman, yep. despite doing a cameo in Black Adam. Um, uh, that's what that's kind of what DC does. I don't feel like they, you, you know, you ever see like little advertisements for DC. There's a reason they do a silhouette of the hero because they recast like crazy. Mm. I mean, they really do. Cavill's been kind of <sighs> through the ringer though, too. I kind of feel bad for him because he lost uh, The Witcher as well. <laughs> Well, I, it's 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 one of those things. It's like, did he lose The Witcher or did he step away from The Witcher? Not mm, really sure. Um, I, I I don't watch any of that stuff, so I, I don't really know <clears throat> enough to comment. I didn't watch any. I haven't watched any DC movies. Um, yeah, I mean, I watched uh, Superman. I did not watch like Batman versus Superman. I'm kind of up to date on Batman, obviously, but like. Suicide Squad, I think, was the last thing I watched, mm. and it was well. No, I did watch the uh, uh, the Joker, not not our goofy Joker, but our like insane Joker movie. <laughs> oh, with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't that was interesting. That, that was that was pretty good, but it's solely good because of Joaquin. Mm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, I. I you, you didn't watch Morbius. You didn't more no. about. No, I didn't. I didn't even watch. Um, what's the one you? Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm about to accidentally cross over to Marvel with uh, Moon Knight. <laughs> I don't know why Moon Knight just seems more DC to me. Well, I, I did watch the Moon Knight series. Um, <clears throat> I was trying to think of the last like movie movie that I've watched. I'm kind of drawing a blank. <laughs> Wasn't it? Um, the Rings of Power, dude. The Rings of Power dude. The dude with the ten rings. What's his name? Crap. Kung <laughs> Fu guy. Oh, my God. Shang-Chi. <laughs> Shang-Chi. The Rings yeah. of Power. The Lord of the Rings. Doesn't, rings of no, but Power he have guy like, that wasn't in there at all. And but he doesn't didn't really he have, have rings like, or bracelets. Doesn't he have power rings or something? Is well, it Shang-Chi or someone else? Yeah, that No, that, that's who it is. Yeah, uh, They were bracelets. Okay. They, in or the, bracelets. Yeah, okay. in, the, in the comics, they were actual rings, but... Yeah, you know, yeah, I did. I did watch that. I feel like I may, might have watched something else, but uh, uh, largely. Well, you watched Doctor Strange. The new oh, Doctor that's Strange. right. Yeah, not. I know you not didn't a like that. <laughs> no, not not good at all. Which was uh, which was disappointing. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, so that's our that's our Marvel update. Marvel slash DC. Our crap on Marvel update. <laughs> I mean, it it is what it is. I'm glad that people get excited about this stuff. Um, Do they? Do they get excited about this stuff anymore? Is it that exciting? I think people get more excited about defending or crapping on it than they do actually watching it. That's true. That's true. (laughs) There is a lot of review bombing uh, that goes on there. And And look, some of it is legitimate fans making their opinions heard, but some of it's not. To be yeah. fair, on it's both sides, both exactly. Um, yeah, I well, that could go into a whole other thing, which we might talk about in our when we reboot the podcast. Yeah, reboot the uncensored, the uncensored podcast. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, just in in terms of conversation, I mean, we we'd both been talking about, um, not necessarily that we don't really hold anything back here, but we also sometimes try to temper a few things, you know, to be a little bit more, um, friendly, I guess. Yeah. And well, when your main source of content that you're reviewing is Disney, I feel like you maybe should slightly filter a little more because you could still get that random little kid looking up a review of something, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. like a 12 or 13 year old. And I don't want to, I don't know. I, we try to not talk about anything political or anything like that or like what's really sure. big in the media. 
and to some extent we cut down on cussing as much as possible so oh yeah yeah so so with, with disney centric content i think that's kind of important but uh yeah i mean it'd be kind of nice to have a podcast where we don't have to filter quite as much <laughs> yeah and realistically it won't be all that much of the same but there you know there there yeah. are certainly you know some aspects of the industry that are not very nice. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. say this. Um, so Jeremy Renner, who played Hawkeye, um, I, I guess like the story continued where apparently he was helping out a family member who had been trapped in snow. And then he just basically accidentally got ran over by his, by his like uh snow plow thing that he had is his, you know, it's like with the, you know, like a cat, you know, like the, yeah. uh, with the caterpillar wheels and all that. <laughs> And, um, there were people on Twitter that were like, like hoping that he died. You know what I mean? Which is weird, which is just a weird stance to take about, about anybody really. I mean, unless you're talking about like Harvey Weinstein or something like that. Well, getting past the point of a character, because again, it is a character, you know, you're not talking about a real person when you're talking about Hawkeye. Yeah, as a person, he seems through interviews and everything a really nice guy, really polite, and obviously he's trying to help family there. So, I I think people have this issue disassociate disassociating oh, sure. a character from their actor in real life, and mm-hmm. I think that's a huge problem. What happens a lot? I mean, I personally, I don't really think Mark Ruffalo is all that nice of a guy, you know. <clears throat> No offense. I don't mind him as an actor. I think he was I think he was pretty darn good as Bruce Banner. But yeah. do I think he's like the best human being? No. I mean the guy rants about stuff. Right. So and but it doesn't really doesn't really bother me any that he's in these things. I I could care less. Yeah. But yeah, it's a weird world. So anyway, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad, just still on vacation. Um, kind of get getting to that point where it's like, well, I didn't plan enough for this week off, and now I'm bored. Mm. But I'm enjoying the rest. Okay. Not really doing a whole heck of a lot. I uh, joined the Elite and went to Costco today. It's <laughs> literally how I spent my <laughs> day off. Mm. <laughs> we went and did some shopping. Not a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, Costco certainly has a lot of stuff. Um, they have a know, good butcher I, section. Their their meats mm-hmm. seemingly pretty high quality. So I, that alone, I think, makes it worth it. I, and I, the fact that paper towels and toilet paper is stupid cheap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think one of the things is like when I was single, it didn't make any sense for me to have one of those memberships because. I mean, I would probably just you don't kinda, eat that much. I, uh, <laughs> you just yeah, don't. <laughs> not really. And I, I would wind up just buying toilet paper and paper towels and dish soap like once a month or once every yeah. six months and then never go back. So it wouldn't be worth it for me. And that but, would keep re <laughs> the reoccurring payment keep going yeah. on with your membership and you'd forget about it for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pro- probably. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I we uh, I, I've been there obviously before. Um, you know, I, I've seen some of the stuff they have. There, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And uh, at least the one nearest, I think that it's nearest to me. There might be one closer now. But anyway, um, you know, with the gas station, their gas a lot of times is cheaper than what most gas stations yeah, are yeah. in that area. Um, and they have lines. <laughs> People go they to do. it. They do. <laughs> Apparently, like, they have a travel agency now. Oh, fun. Like, your points can go towards that. And I was looking. They had a a, a combo deal of Blue Jacket. Ironically, we just talked about this, but Blue Jacket <laughs> tickets. You yeah. can buy two tickets there, <laughs> like as a gift card or something. Yeah, you, you unfortunately got a bit hosed. You're trying to do something nice for everybody and take take everyone to a Blue Jackets <laughs> game, and then it was the one that <clears throat> got, uh, got canceled and hasn't... Uh, or postponed and hasn't really been rescheduled yet. I mean, um, I guess you could almost argue that I probably should have seen something like that coming with Buffalo being involved in a huge ice storm happening that week. But you can never yeah. tell, especially around Ohio. I mean, 
I'm not surprised we got what we got, but it could have been randomly 50 degrees out, you know, instead. I don't like planning around weather all that much unless it's blatantly obvious, you know. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, But, yeah, so... Yeah, we had our, our New Year's, did did New Year's here recently. Obviously, you at home or whatever, or in your car <laughs> or while you're taking a poop, are uh, listening to this. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, you're probably way past that. But yeah, we did uh, we did New Year's. It's we February. did We did our Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's February. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was that was all that was all good. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. the bonsai tree survive? Just it is curious. surviving to this point. Um, we we got it a little light, like yeah. a little, little light thing, <laughs> uh, because they like the sun apparently. And she's still kind of figuring out the watering cycle and and what it actually needs water wise. But yeah, uh, I was severely underwatering it the first day or two until I read up on it some more. It's like, oh no, you're supposed to drown this thing, basically. Oh really? Is it? I, I, see, I, well, I thought from I had, what I, I read, it, it was like put put a tray underneath it and water it until it starts just flowing, gushing out onto the tray. Oh, interesting. Like, okay, well, I did I didn't know that, so I guess uh, we got some more watering to do. Yeah, uh, Dad's the expert. Just ask him. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, that's, that's pretty much, pretty much what's been going on for me, at least. I just work mainly. Um, we'll be heading to Texas here and, uh, well, next week, um, seeing friends down there doing, doing Texas things. Nice. Are you just going for a weekend? Are you taking a week off for it or? Uh, just, uh, it's basically three days. So okay. we'll, we'll, we'll be getting there, um, you know, uh, morning ish on uh, Friday and then uh, returning kind of like uh, the Monday afternoon ish, something like that. So nice. about three, roughly three days. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah, it should be. Should be. <sighs> oh, well, are you ready to talk about prison break? <laughs> did you ever watch that show? The, I didn't. I never I did, did either. I yeah, I never got into it. I do remember people saying like the first I think the first season was supposed to be good, but then after that it just it wasn't really the same. But they went on for a little while, if I remember correctly. Wasn't that one of those things that was only supposed to be one season? It just got so popular they had to extend it. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Oh hey, I it is. The 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 Grogu thing is literally just called Zen. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even remember that. Oh, that's uh, so dumb. Just threw it out there. There you go. Aptly named. Okay. You go you gonna watch that as we do the the review. No. Just kind of have that in the background. Might put you to sleep. No. It's very I, relaxing. I, I doubt that that's going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and roll into our episode here. So we're, uh, again, episode eight. Our uh, Nar Narkina five, and um, I mean, <clears throat> we're 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 into our prison arc here, which started last episode when Cassian was arrested for nothing really, mm-hmm. and um, I, I gotta for being tell you, citizen of the Empire, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, um, there's a lot. A very subtle messaging in this episode, which I, I really, I really enjoyed uh, quite a bit. So not to you know just pop off here in the very beginning, but I gotta say, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff <laughs> here. Yeah, there definitely is, and I, I think to some extent you kind of could see where the arc was going pretty heavily. From the start, or from the end of this episode on, um, not not that it was like, oh, it's so predictable, but uh, they set it up very nicely. Yeah, very ominously. Yeah, and I think um, I think probably one of my favorite things is you're you're in the Imperial machine here, you know, Resistance, right? The the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a comedy. People are laughing. And, right 
it gets a little serious, but then you're back to goofy. Um, and even, you know, there, there's even a lot of humor in Clone Wars, Rebels, a lot of stuff that's supposed to be depicting the Empire a bit more. And I think that, you, you know, I, I think that one of the things that people don't appreciate as much about like Rogue One is that's the grandiose kind of end cap to everything that we didn't see within the empire, you know, Mm -hmm. being in the empire. I love rogue one. I love that. It's dark. I love that nobody survives because it's, it's a taste of how reality is and not everybody's going to be into that, (laughs) but this show uh, really right now I'm feeling like, Oh, we're really getting into reality here. And that's, that's kind of sometimes I, I just, I really like that. I like to see because it's, it's different. Yeah. Well, and you'll see, you know, moving forward, obviously you haven't finished it. I have, uh, moving into this arc will really make you kind of question like how much of these decisions are just the emperor being extremely cruel and how much of it is him curating his empire to mimic his behavior? Because uh, I'll tell you what, like from the the high up brass of the empire all the way down to just your basic prison guard, they are all sadistic. <laughs> and and this show, along with I think uh, both the um, our spinoff book and uh, Catalyst and then obviously Rogue One do an amazing job of setting up why we care about the original trilogy. Yeah. Why we really do fight. You know, it because there was a time when we were getting really into being like super sympathetic of the Empire and the Imperials in it. And this kind of dials that back in a really good way, I think. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, not everybody in the Empire is wholly evil, but there is a lot of people that are. I think one of the um, one of the interesting things is, you know, with 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 the Emperor, all of this is according to his his plan. But kind of aside from that i i think he wanted you know more like more chaos so Some that more autonomy for smaller groups well well really so that you don't have to have that overruling you know bure- bureaucracy that the republic became because it, it's so much hard work and in this he's just keeping everybody so confused and on edge that it's really hard to fight back. You know, everybody's scared. And right now we're getting a ratchet up because of our whole robbery heist deal. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when you punch the empire, the empire punches back hard. That's, that's kind of their point. But I did like the, uh, you know, so we have Andor being sorted into his house. Gryffindor. What? What? What is that? I mean, uh, nor, nor kind of five. Just get out of here, kid. <laughs> I'm a tourist. I'm <laughs> not a sorcerer. I'm a tourist. Oh, God. Yeah. And I, I just, I think it's kind of neat. Uh, that whole thing. It's confusing, too. It's like our, our shore troopers... <laughs> Um, they know what everybody's kind of doing and everything, but just for the average person, you're, you're going to be confused by design. And that's effectively, again, it just keeps you in the dark. Mm -hmm. And while all this is happening, we're interlacing, um, Cyril's story here as he's kind of working, uh, working in his, not cube circle thing his hexagonal his his hexagonal thing (laughs) and apparently he's been a very bad boy because mommy daedra is like will you stop filing reports but i love it 
I love to file stop little messing reports. with me. I am trying to do adult <laughs> things right now. <laughs> but I want attention. But I was a good deputy inspector. Tell me how good of a deputy inspector I was. <laughs> I just love the wall that he hits. I mean, it, it, it's awesome because, like, you get this serious notion where if he actually rose through the ranks, and we've talked about this, he could be just the worst kind of thorn in anybody's side. Oh, yeah. Because he, he, he is just ambitious enough and obsessive enough that he could really cause some troubles. Really could have been an amazing book character. Kind of a shame. I mean, like, he's really well done. But, yeah. uh, yeah, seeing his little quirks in book form would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but that interaction was relatively short. Um, Dater did kind of like, hey, let him see this report. Say, you know, figure out what he didn't have or whatever, what wasn't in the report. And, um, you know, effectively right now, and this is kind of interesting for purposes of Rogue One, you're, you're literally in the ISB headquarters with a hologram of your head, Cassian. They all now know his face. Like, think about all that he's done since then and how much danger he basically always would have been in. And then it kind of makes some of the conversations with Jen a little bit more impactful because Jen effectively walked away. I've lived this life since I was six years old. (laughs) Still not seeing six here, but I will say one thing. He was six years old. He saw his friend die. Yeah. I will say that uh, after this whole thing happens, makes way more sense why he shoots the guy at the beginning of Rogue One because, like, Stormtroopers see him, he's probably dead on the spot. Yeah. There is no due process for this guy. Andor is very high-class target at this point, I'd say. Yeah, I I would 100%, 100% agree. Um, But I, I, I do like... I do like, you know, as we're in the ISB2, as we're moving forward, that... That Daedra is is obviously like ha- has a much more powerful voice here. Mm-hmm. You know, Partagas is is kind of like sort of tapped her a little bit. Uh, he's agreeing with her in this uh, in this meeting with higher ups than even him, and uh, and she's she's wanting to put the screws the putting putting the screws down Spanish Inquisition style. Yeah, isn't it funny how like apathetic the higher-ups are compared to Partagas and Miro. Like, they are the heart and blood of the ISB. Well, the thing is, the thing is, is like, I think it's, it's, it's very appropriate when you think about it. Um, when you think about how bloated the empire would have been at this point, you know, you you do have people in power with a lot of comfort. Yeah. They're, they're really not there for any, Serious Reese. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So kind of moving on here, we're going to the prison. And again, like their introduction to this prison thing was, I don't know. I just, again, I just really liked it. You're coming in yeah, barefoot. Little subtle hints. Then you, you focus on the, the guards with their clunky orange shoes. Yeah. Why is this important? You know? <laughs> Well, and just just the way they're explaining how things are going to be, it's like the quality of your time will be up to you. Yeah. You know, and and it's like, it's not like a prison that you would have ever really seen anywhere else. Because really, although there is an overarching control, and we all know that most of these guys will never come out of this prison, at the same token, it's like, you know, they're given a lot more in terms of in quotations comfort than you would have expected out of the empire. Like they're trying to make more compliant prisoners without effectively like over, you know, hurting them, like hurt, hurting Mm -hmm. them like physically. 
it's more of a mental conditioning thing. And well, it's it's ironic because like with again how bloated the emperor has made the empire. It's kind of funny to see how minimalistic these prisons are, even to the point where psychologically they're, you know, setting up one in 50 prisoners to be essentially a manager mm-hmm. over the other prisoners. Yep. And he's on their side, you know, because he's trying to get out a little bit quicker. And it, especially when you find out how important this prison ends up being, it, it's kind of interesting how they experimented with it. Yeah, it's it's wild. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it is an interesting thing because even in captivity, um, if you give somebody a little bit of control within that captivity, you can become the captor. Yeah, but well, just kind of ironic. Uh, I think it was I think it was a Forrest Whitaker movie that explored that where he it, it's like fifty prisoners or 100 prisoners that were split up and half were made to be guards and the other half well, remained prisoners there was an experiment i think it was in the 70s or 60s uh it was like a yeah. college experiment where they did that and it was all voluntary you could leave at any yeah. time but what they found and, and there again i don't the the ethic the, the ethics of it were off and i'm not quite sure that everything was really above board in, in terms mm-hmm. of you know control and and the results and whatnot. So I don't really want to talk out of my butt too much, but at the same token, the the gist was, is that those who became prison guards became pretty brutal to, you know, the yeah. prisoners when in reality, the prisoners could leave at any time. The, the kids that were dubbed prisoners, they could leave at any time. They didn't have to stay, but they did. Um, and that's the weird thing that, you know, you, can get into through conditioning and, and psychological, you know, manipulation. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, we do find out why they're barefoot. It's effectively because the floor is essentially like the floor is lava. Yeah. <laughs> Even to the point where later on, like the, there's a red light that flashes all around the perimeter of the floors. Like, oh, you got seven seconds. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get in your room. <laughs> yep. The floor's lava. Yeah. Oh, um, I got you. You're, look at you. You're convulsing on the floor. You goofy guy. Come on, man. You got to be quicker than that. <laughs> oh, you dummy. How could you, how could you possibly have, uh, uh, messed up that bad? Um, but anyway, so we, we wind up going, going to our, I guess you could call it work unit. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, they're making parts or pieces and are, I guess we'll just call him a foreman. (laughs) Andy Circus, (laughs) who, um, you know, has been a pretty prolific, actor in his own right you know obviously doing the, the schmeagol golem routine he did uh one of the apes in the newer planet of the apes mm-hmm. um a whole whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff really uh and he's he's in here basically motivating the people to be better because he i only got five five days until retirement <laughs> He had like what? What was it? Like two hundred and eighty something days or whatever. Something like that. Yeah, just under a year, I think. Um, and like they're also gauging him compared to other units and other foremans as well. Again, getting going over the psychological stuff of it. They're all competing against each other. So yep. he's trying to be the best of the best, supposedly to get a shorter prison sentence. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, we have this very specialized area just to build one thing, and it, I, I just love how Cassian is just staring at everybody like this is stupid. Like, mm-hmm. what? Why are we doing this? <laughs> no, I'm not going to participate. Basically, yeah, um, I I do find it kind of interesting, like how accommodating. <laughs> all the prisoners were like telling them specifically what to do, where to be, how to act, all this stuff. Yeah. And he's, um, 
he's basically thrust into working with a unit. Uh, and basically it's, um, whatever unit finishes last for the day gets zapped and the winning Mm -hmm. unit gets flavor for their food. (laughs) There was a, Nah, I don't need to get that nerdy. No, I can. I can do whatever the hell I want. There was an episode of uh, of uh, Stargate uh, SG One where there, it was a bounty hunter that was addicted to a certain like uh, chemical that his people were hooked on, and he was adding it to his water bottle. And like, what's in there? Water. What did you put into it? Flavor. <laughs> Just made me think of that. But, um, but yeah, so the winning team gets a uh, flavor in their presumably n- nutrient mass. Yeah. They didn't really highlight the soil that and green much. tastes a little better, you know? Ah, yes, of <laughs> course. It's people. I mean, you don't think they should have played it up, you know, for like, Hey, come to galaxy's edge and suck on our tubes. <laughs> Just like Cassie. <laughs> You just you just you stay get, at our hotel and you get basically the two bunk with the little fold down bathroom and everything. The rooms are great. They have everything that you need, including this sucky tube. Now uh, see that red line on the floor? You better get in your room. Come on now. Floor's lava. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm serious. You will get zapped. <laughs> Why do you think we asked you to take your shoes off? Yeah, but you know the the thing is, I, I do think. I do think Circus's uh, performance here did highlight the the sort of desperation to get out of here. And my first thought was that is definitely somebody that you should like exploit because he yeah. wants to get out of there. And if you were to provide a, a man like that the ability to get out, I don't think he would care how he got out. He's just, he's done. He's doing what he has to do. He's probably done some pretty, pretty bad stuff, like to get Mm -hmm. his position. I mean, you have to think about that. Like the, the people that are high on the hierarchy in prison are there for a reason. It doesn't matter what the prison is. So what's old, uh, what's old, uh, Schmeagel done in there, man. I don't know, but uh, and I don't think that's ever really explored all that much, nor the full length of his prison sentence. But I do know one thing: his acting is just freaking awesome in this. I mean, it. Well, he's a, he's he's just a really good actor. Period. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It was but a it great just kind of overshadows choice. everyone else. It's almost. I don't want to say below him because later on it gets way better. But like in the first episode, he's almost underutilized a little bit. So sure, because like that's just one of those actors. Like he should be on the screen ninety percent of the time, really. Well, you you know the the thing the thing that I see here is you see Andor definitely fading into the background. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, a little bit of everybody here. So you're 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 making some connections with like you have the one old guy in the unit which. He looks familiar as hell. I was trying to look him up. He does. In the uh in the cast list, but like in the immediate pictures, I, I didn't find him. But he looked weirdly familiar to me for some reason. And I'm gonna keep trying probably to find him um as I go along here. But he you can tell he's struggling. And this is like mm-hmm. a classic prison sequence where the guy who makes you struggle is definitely going to be the guy that you're certainly going to have to kill. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have to wait a minute. Is this the guy? Don't you find him? Is it Olaf? Uh, uh, Christopher Fairbank. Uh, Christopher Fairbank. God, that sounds awful familiar. What has he done? He must be looking at a different list. I don't see him. I, I uh, it'll, it'll, I don't know, dude. It'll, God, really hardworking actor. I feel like it was something like a longer time ago. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll come, come to mind here at, at some point 
point, maybe. But regardless, um, we're, we're seeing these connections being made. And to me, that's like, okay, who's dying? Right. <laughs> is it Who? murder? Is it going to be accident in the workplace? You know, mm-hmm. is he going to be electrocuted a little bit too much? Well, too think much about <laughs> think about this. And I know that you've already watched this, so you don't have to like, it's fine. But like for me, because we know Cassian can be brutal, what if he gets so conditioned in here to say, well, this guy's holding us up. Quote is not being met. We yeah, maybe he just like pushes him and get a replacement. Something. Yeah, like pushes him into the the zappy floor. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see Cassian's slow descent into being essentially a murderer, like we see in Rogue One. So that that would be a really cool origin story. I, yeah. I can agree with that. Well, at any rate, we do have our. <clears throat> extra storyline here with Mon Mothma at yet another party. Yeah, it's just so fun. It's my favorite part of the episodes now. (laughs) Well, (laughs) here's the thing that I thought about as I was watching it. You know what what the subtle messaging to me was? Every single person in here is a prisoner. Yep. Just in a different way. And it's interesting that they chose this in the arc that they did because they could have thrown this in anywhere, really. Yeah, but I, I think it, I think it really does highlight Andor is a literal prisoner in prison. Um, you know, you you have, well, you have his friends later on in the episode, basically in, uh, in lockdown on their own planet. You've got uh, Mon Mothma in the prison of luxury. You have mm-hmm. Cyril, who is a prisoner of his past, and trying to move forward, but can't. So I, I, th- I think that there's, there's a lot in here that, um, that lends itself to that storyline. I think it's, I think it's pretty clever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and really the Mon Mothma storyline, I wouldn't really see, say that there's much. It, it's a reminder that she's there. It's pretty yeah. inconsequential, I believe. Yeah. I, I, there, there was a little part with her, with her daughter, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of coming up, it's like, oh, I'll go see dad. It's like, what are you trying to do, little girl? Yeah. What 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 sort of rebellion are you planning behind your mom's back, and how are they going to kill you for it? <laughs> it's interesting what uh, what they've done with their relationship. You know, it's, I I can see what they're doing with it because they're trying to make it seem like Mon Mothma had to sacrifice everything for the rebellion, including her family. But at the same time, a lot of the interaction, it's like, well, you're just really not that good at talking to each other. It's not even like, oh, I just, I, I, I don't have time for you. It's like, no, it seems like you do. You just aren't very close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she's obviously not close to her husband, and we did learn in here that they were married at like 15 mm-hmm. uh, yeah, per I it sort was an of arranged marriage, yeah, correct? Yeah. Basically, a traditional marriage. Um, and they're, they're obviously not close and the daughter is not there. There's just like a a constraint there. And obviously like being young and a teenager, I'm sure doesn't help out at all, but (laughs) yeah, it is what it is. Uh, so anyway, we do have our prison block scene and there, I think there's one thing I'd mention here that we had one of our prisoners come up to Andor before, you know, the lockdown sort of started, and he's like, you know, nobody gets out of here. You don't don't even look at your number. It won't matter. You nobody leaves. And the thing is, is we we see on a little console that they have their their days left, mm-hmm. and it counts down. Well, or so seemingly, seemingly <laughs> counts down. Um, and he and our like uh, our foreman guy here. What what was his name? Um, it is, I was just calling by the actor's name. Yeah. Uh, shoot. And I just had him. Where is he now? Andy. Andy. Kino Loy. Yeah, Kino Loy. So he, he like pushes this guy up against the wall. He's like, shut up, man. Yeah. Because he's getting close. But you never know. Yeah. 
Yeah, we also kind of have a little conversation where they basically ask if uh, if there's any word of this prison in the outside, you know. Andor is one of the few that's been new, seemingly, which is odd. They kind of only target him and not the other guys that come in, but they just kind of want to know. It's like, well, does anyone know what's happening to us? Does anyone really care or is trying to petition for changes? And Yep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Andor just kind of crushes their spirit a little bit there. It's like, nope, had no idea about this whatsoever. Yeah, it, well, they did have some um, some sort of news about, you know, kind of like the 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 sort of uh, heist. They mm-hmm. they had, but but it was like a vague recollection. They don't really know what happened. So there is some information getting in here somehow. But they're, they're like always with the empire. It's extremely twisted. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he's keeping it, keeping it close to the vest, obviously not saying anything. And then, you know, we, we, we go to bed and then it's 30 shifts later. (laughs) Yeah. And I I was, I was actually just waiting, you know, kind of to see the, the shift in scene to see if the number moved at all on him. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just going to fast forward here a little bit just so that I can see, because we do have the little caption 30 shifts later and he's sitting there sucking on that tube, <laughs> sucking on the wall he's tube. Learn to eat it. <laughs> you'll learn to eat it. Maybe you'll even get some flavor. <laughs> Got to work hard for the flavor, boy. Oh, yeah. What kind of flavor? What kind of flavor do you think they get? So, okay. Chocolate. <laughs> Your dinner tastes like chocolate now. <laughs> I'm just cycling back. So we've got what looks like 2188, although I, I don't think that that's exactly what that is. Where is the first view of it again? This is very entertaining podcasting, isn't it? It is. It really do you th- is. Do you think Especially when we're both doing it and not really talking about it at all. Just show the stupid screen, you jerk. <laughs> show the screen. Oh, he's pulling the tube. Oh, my God. He's pulling. <clears throat> 2159. Found it. Do you think that that says 2159? I, I'm not 100% sure, but there again, Star Wars has always been really bad about numbers. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still, definitely 59. It still looks like it's the same number. It doesn't look like his numbers actually went down, but we don't really know if a shift is a day or not. So True, true enough. Yeah, because it looks like the exact same number as as we get as we get down. So I don't know, man. I mean, it uh, doesn't look like time's moving at all for him, which is basically precisely what was predicted. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we also did learn that, uh, oh no, it did move. It did move a little bit. The little number, the little number moved. So it looked like, it it looked like 89 to 59. So yes, it does look like there was movement. So, huh? huh, He's going to get out maybe one day. Um, (laughs) but, but we definitely get into, to like the routine section, you know, we're, we're continually making our parts, Mon Mothma still chilling at the party. And then we eventually get back to Andor's, you know, planet where his, his mother is, um, seemingly pretty sick. Yeah. Bix is, uh, helping her out a little bit and his other friend. Yeah. Good luck with that. At least on the main list. Thank I feel like if I heard man. his name. It doesn't really know her. I don't think but none of these people look like him. Big, <laughs> big guy. <laughs> big, guy. big fella. Um, but she. It's not Brasso, uh, is it? That I don't know. Might be it. Sure, Brasso. This guy looks like him. Joplin sounds like Sibtane. Sounds like a Brasso to me. But <laughs> the mom is basically going out like screwing around like playing rebel you know it's like Mm -hmm. is the tunnel still open so that the rebels can come in and again like depending on how sad they wanted this series to be because i don't know but it's like you could become really sad if she just dies in like despair (laughs) 
Yeah. You know, because I don't know. The rebels don't look like they're coming for you, ma. Yeah, and it would make her decision to basically not abandon and or, but like part ways. It would make it really tragic. Absolutely. Well, we also have Vel and uh, was it Cinta? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so they're uh, they're they're keeping a yeah, watch Cinta out cats. here. Yeah. Just just watching out. Yeah. Why? <coughs> like as if we haven't been told multiple times by um Scarsgar's assistant, it's like, hey, you have a job to do. You should probably do that. Yeah. There's something that comes up later that sort of makes it make sense, but um Vel, Vel and, and Cinta, I'm not crazy interested in right now. I kind of hope it, that they as actually... As far as a relationship, it's really kind of pathetic in a way. It's like really one-sided and depressing. <laughs> and I don't know. They... Uh, but that tends to be a lot of relationships in some instances, you know, where one yeah. side is a little... You know, if you have a really cold, logical person and somebody who's a little feely and whatnot... Um, it, 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 it can be difficult. It, yeah. it can certainly be difficult, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't really see them being in a, in a great, <laughs> in a great relationship, Healthy, you know, <laughs> yeah, if I'm just being honest. So anyway, uh, Bix does try and contact Luthen, but they cut off communication mm-hmm. with each other. His assistant is not very nice. <laughs> No, she is not. She's not very nice. It's almost like she's more of his handler than assistant in some yeah, kind of feels with their like interactions. That. I think that'd be a cool turn of events if she ended up like being his boss and just this was the way they dealt with it in case someone got caught to make her seem less important, you know. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, so no, no messages to Luthen. Uh, Bix is basically on her own. Since is watching, uh, you know, gets a room across the street, and Luthen takes a little jaunt to see uh, an old friend. Yeah, and he's not slipping at all. No, totally not slipping. Did they send you here to kill me? Mm-hmm. There's not much left. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he doesn't have his breathing issues yet, so there no. is kind of something left. It was good to see Saul, you know. Yeah. He he's he's a broken guy and he's been mm-hmm. broken, but at the same token, he's 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 the anarchist. He's doing it and this is what I was talking about with with um with Luthen. He basically tells him straight out, it's like, so what are you? It's like, I'm a coward. I'm the coward. Yeah. And that's true. He is. He's got a foot in the high life and a foot in the the rebel life. You know? Well, it's almost in a way, I don't want to say Mon Mothma's a coward as well. Obviously, she has her purpose. But, you know, let's not act like they don't have it a little easier than some of the people with boots on the ground trying to survive this um but it his speech about this is just awesome and again you know stellan's just an amazing actor in general but this is a really really good interaction and it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire show to be honest yeah it it was it was really really well acted out um they're both you know sort of sparring with each other a little bit we get you know was it you who robbed them i don't know i think that's something a robber would say (laughs) (laughs) i love how saul's paranoia is not quite as bad and he's slowly spiraling you can just see it coming from this scene i was just about i was about ready to you know just hear have him say Poor gullet. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bull Gullet. He hasn't met him yet. Yeah. <laughs> we need a comic of him meeting Bull Gullet. <laughs> oh, boy. That'd be interesting. 
But yeah, it was it was a good it, it was a good um, interaction. But ultimately, Luthen is there to try and further the overall cause, while mm-hmm. Saul is not ready for that at all. And he he never really he never really got there either. He never no. He unfortunately, never really his did it. his insurgents didn't really. I don't want to say they didn't accomplish anything. They did, but yeah, they did. But you know, they were kind of. They ended up being martyrs and not much else. That's that that is true. That's true. So which after is also some good foreshadowing with Krieger, which we don't get a whole lot about, but we can mm. definitely tell from this conversation that everything going on with him isn't necessarily on the up and up, and obviously we don't trust each other yet, so it's interesting to see what'll happen there. Absolutely. Um so I guess then the the kind of last part, right, would be Bix is arrested. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, her one friend from the depot who was clearly tortured by Miro, and she's brought in. So it, it's it's fairly obvious that like Miro is taking this whole Andor thing seriously. It would seem that you know she will probably probably be using Cyril in the future. Um, but Bix, man, Bix can't catch a break. She kind of sucks. No. I mean, no offense, but she kind of sucks right now. She, Her life she set herself up like she. She's not a very sneaky person. She just gets caught up in these terrible situations so easily. She trusts the wrong people, too, like consistently. Yeah. And, and I mean, I get it. You know, her little boyfriend was killed. And, uh, yeah, but she could have left. You know, you're, you're mm-hmm. under imperial control. You could have left. You're a target, you know. Yeah, just not not crazy smart. And yeah. that's how we end the episode. Lots of foreshadowing. Lots and lots of foreshadowing. And ominous music. And ominous music. What'd you think of the episode? You know, it was it was a lot of fun actually. I I, I like it. Um and I think that I, I'm I, I didn't really hear much about people's thoughts on things as we sort of got towards this part. But I do know that people are so complainy about uh, you know, the first part of the season being slow to develop. And it's like you do understand, like this this is a this is a chug and train right here, man. They they just showed you an episode where really nothing happened. Yeah, I mean the prison sequence though it's one of the most entertaining ones it is the slowest to start it really is i mean it's all third act (laughs) with that being said i don't mind i don't mind it payoff on this is awesome and even the payoff for this episode being more of it's hard to even call it a setup episode it's more in a just an exposition episode of what's going on you know, you're yeah. not really developing a lot. You're just understanding what's happening yeah. throughout this entire episode. Yep, exactly. But no, I mean, I I, th- I thought overall it it was it was really really good. So, yeah. <clears throat> I guess we can uh, go ahead and run into our ratings. Uh, so, the old MDB has us at an eight point two. 8.2 with, uh, let's go back here. 8.2, 8. Uh, 8,700 votes, roughly. Okay, not bad, not bad. So what are you going to give it and why? What am I going to give it and why? Well, you know, I'm going to come pretty close to uh, matching the ratings, I think. Um you know, we have another really good episode here. We have a lot of good setup, and especially in the beginning, we have a lot of little 
ominous nods to what's about to happen, um, which can be really entertaining. Um, the ISB stuff, as always, with Miro is absolutely fantastic. You know, her her kind of uh, smackdown of poor old Cyril's very, very satisfying with how annoying of a character he can be at times. Um, for, for your standard prison stent episode, you know, and story arc, I thought it was really well done. You know, we kind of talked about the psychological... Um, manipulation that goes on and it, it just lends itself to what the Empire is all about and you could see Palpatine just coming up with this plan 100% himself just to mess with people for no apparent reason it, and I even thought watching this episode for the first time it's like I bet those things that they're building are completely useless and they're just wasting their time just to prove a point <laughs> Which I thought would be just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that would be like pretty classic. <clears throat> like, like the pieces are just helping build more prisons or something. They're not actually helping anybody. But, um, you know, we have some great acting here. Andy Serkis is just absolutely phenomenal throughout. Uh, and he continues throughout moving forward, too, luckily. Um, you know, we, we get some pretty uncomfortable stuff going on with Bix at the end. We know this could be a really bad time for her, unfortunately, uh, which sucks to see. And, you know, everything with Saul Guerrero is just awesome. On point. Exactly the cameo I wanted to see in this series. I was mm -hmm. really glad to see that. So, yeah, overall, it's not a necessarily what i'd call a setup episode it's a like i said earlier an exposition episode just kind of talking about working through what's going on and even though a lot of people might say it's a slow episode and not really that exciting i thought it was great the acting was great and i'm gonna give it an 8.3 okay okay yeah i mean i i thought that the uh <clears throat> the messaging was really good i think that you we're able to successfully string together a bunch of what would just be filler set up in making a, a really good, just a really good episode out of it. And that's not easy to do, but I think that they did it. And I think that they did it well, you know, to the point where I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I, I really mm -hmm. enjoyed it a lot more than what I thought I would. It was just, it was ominous. Like everything's on the edge of a knife. It's a powder keg just getting ready to erupt. And, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's not much more to say. It was, it was a really fantastic <clears throat> episode of, of television. And, and, you know, we, we've, we've complained a lot about star Wars television and this wasn't, and we've said this before, this wasn't necessarily the one that we thought would really intrigue us all that much, but, Ultimately, I think that, you know, with maybe a couple of stumbling blocks in the in the beginning sequences of the heist uh, arc, this has been, uh, you know, this little part here has been far more interesting and it, it definitely makes me want to continue on with watching the the remaining uh, four episodes that we have here. So, and it, and it was good casting too. You got to give a nod to the casting. Um, and you're right. I mean, the Saul uh, Luthen scene was, was, was darn near perfect. So <clears throat> I think I'm going to go a little higher on it myself and give it an eight point, uh, yeah, you know, give it an 8.6. Uh, uh, nice. I, I think it's one that could be reexamined later. Uh, you know, if we really actually did that kind of stuff. But either way you look at it, really solid. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and, man. And I can say yeah. in general, as as we go through this series, it's kind of what we could say about the whole thing. Just really solid, you know, really consistent, good series. No what-the-hell-were-they-thinking kind of moments like we ran into with a lot of Star Wars TV. So it's it's a breath of fresh air, and I love it. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. 
So what do you think? Is that all we got to talk about today? I think we is good. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Well, folks, <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed this episode about a month later from its inception. It's fine. We'll get there. We'll get back to real, real reality. Um, if you want to interact with the show, you know, let us know what your your thoughts are or, you know, whatever. Uh, just at TC Plan Podcast, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, they're they're up. They're not doing much, but they're up. Or uh, just send us an email. Better way to interact. Send us an email to tcplanpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. But I believe that is all for this week, so y'all have a good one. And as always, may the Force be with you. <laughs>